Hello, readers. Welcome to 20 Questions with Your Favorite Author, where we ask authors important questions like, why would you agree to be on this podcast? I'm Kelly Lynn Colby, Editorial Director at Curse Dragonship Publishing. Our guest this week is Jay Lynn Else, writer of Arthurian Legends and Ancient Egyptian Mythology. She's also the Indie Review Editor for the Historical Novel Society. She believes in unicorns and practicing random acts of awesome. If she's not your favorite now, she will be after. Yay! Welcome, Jesse. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm happy to have you too. We have exciting news, guys, because tonight she gets to reveal her cover. So for all of you who are just listeners out there, you're missing out if you don't come watch us live. So It's really pretty too. It is pretty. I'm so excited. So we have a, yes, Helen. Helen, Arthurian Legends. Yours is not the only book I've read with the Arthurian Legends. And by the way, you, um, Slow Games, um, Savoard in here. She's uh, one of our chatters. It's Helen. She's one of our subscribers, and she's amazing. And I just had the privilege of reading her last book, and she also does Arthurian Legends. So she probably has some good questions for you. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Yeah. And you both have very different takes on it, so I adore <laughs> it. There's, like, so much there to work with, you know? Yeah. Well, that actually leads to my first question. And my first question is, where do you get your ideas? So typically I listen to the unicorns who speak to me in my dreams. Um, they give me a lot of my ideas. <laughs> Those unicorns, man. No, actually. You them um, and they never leave. I, I know. And it's fine. I'm happy with them them residing inside. Uh, <laughs> but really, I'm just a super curious person. And I just want to like learn more about certain things. So say with my with my first no- novel um, about King Tut's time, I went to an Egyptian exhibit, mostly about King Tut, and it showed all these beautiful images of him and his wife together, but there's like nothing known about her. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to know more. And then I got to know more and I'm like, she has a story that should be told. And so then I just kept digging and writing. And I mean, that's how my first book got started was just wanting to learn about this person and then just wanting to have her voice heard. So really a lot of what drives me is curiosity, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of find out more about cool women from antiquity and all that jazz. That's awesome. You do have lots of strong women. So yes. that's fun. Where are my questions? Here they are. Um, so, so we talked now that you do, you like the Arthurian legends, you like Egyptian mythology, which Mm -hmm. one was your first love? My first love was definitely, um, actually, um, I fell in love with the Titanic after they (laughs) discovered it. Um, they discovered it in the late eighties and Mm -hmm. I was in, um, elementary school then, and I was all excited. I had an uncle who was really into maritime history and he got me those first books of all the pictures it was just so cool. But then my my interest kind of went backwards and backwards. And then, so my first love was actually ancient Egypt. Nice. Of the two. Mm-hmm. It's fair. I was also obsessed with ancient Egypt for a long time. It's probably why we get along. We had the same obsessions. I know. I know. And you're like, hey, guess who's at this cool talk about ancient Egypt? And I'm like, this guy. And you're like, you know it. And it's like, because we have the ancient Egyptian thing. That's right. That's right. We are we are in sync with that. We get it. We get it. 
It's fascinating. That's why. mind vibes. It's uh-huh. super fascinating. Like have all these clues many... and so little answers. Yeah, it's fun. I know. <laughs> and just you know, just because we can't figure out how they built the pyramids does not mean aliens did it. Just throwing no. that out there. I mean, why would they come build a stone thing and then leave? Yeah, it makes no sense. No. I mean, who would write that book? Not me. Just that no. crazy ancient aliens guy who I can't stand. So, yeah. yeah. Nobody recommend it's that just, to me. It's just not my thing. It's not my thing. I just love the potential of people mm-hmm. and how they kind of exhibited that through their thousands of years that they lived. It's just incredible. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We were talking the other day on... Um, can't remember what it was. Oh, bamboo. Like, we're like, oh, you know, like, a zombie apocalypse comes. We can, like, grow bamboo because it would go great down here in Houston. And it grows <sighs> crazy and you have no control over it, right? But we're like, that's great because we can use it for building materials. We can use it for all kinds of things. And because we don't have Netflix to entertain us or other things to, you know, bide our time or music to listen to or nice comfy beds so you sleep in them way longer than we should or way less than we should, mm-hmm. one or the other that we'd have plenty of time to keep them pruned. So if you think about that, you know, if you don't have all these distractions, you have plenty of time to do things like build the pyramids. They had nothing else to do. Plus they were probably slaves that didn't have a choice. So they weren't all slaves. You know, they did it in, in, in hoping the Pharaoh would kind of like, I guess, give them a recommendation to Osiris to like, let them into paradise. You know, it was kind of like, I'm going to get in favor with the Pharaoh and I'll see you later. Well, maybe the architects, but the people actually working. <laughs> well, that had to be quite terrible. I would agree. Yeah, yes, that was tough. Yes. But no, yeah. You. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Um, let's see. So I had the pleasure of being your editor for the Awakening mm-hmm. series. That's the Arthurian legend inspired one. And for this one, you have four best friends from Minnesota that get sucked into a fantasy world where they soon discover their descendants of author and Knights of the Round Table. And they're the ones the only ones who can save Avalon. And you've wrapped up this series with the third installment set for release at the end of July. Congratulations. Yay. <laughs> and how did it feel to like bookend that, that amazing story that you're doing? It, uh, it was just such a surreal feeling. Like I've been with these characters for years and just thinking that I'm kind of wrapping up their story, you know, makes, makes me a little sad. Um, there may be more of them to come. I have a few other ideas in development, but it'll be when they're older, not when they're like the main characters anymore. So wrapping up this tale has been rewarding as well as, you know, just kind of, um, bittersweet, I guess you could say, like, I I like happy endings. Not everyone gets, you know, there's plenty of surprises. Not everyone gets the happiest of endings, but um, I like when characters can finally ride off into the sunset, like those endless series that just go on and on. I'm like, can't the characters just be happy, you know? Um, so I really wanted to kind of reach that point where mm-hmm. they'll be able to eventually ride off into the sunset. Yeah, it's nice. It's fulfilling. And it's cool because it's not like that's it. So if you ever decide you want to revisit it, there's so much more to this world. There's so much you could do with this world. Yes. I have a few ideas that are percolating and, you know, I really want to explore some of the, you know, like Vivian and Morgana a little more because I just think that there's a lot of time from now and, you know, 
you know, 60 AD. So I have plenty to work with to kind of maybe explore their stories more too. So mm-hmm. that's also quite an interest for me going forward. Yeah, so much to do. Those unicorns. Oh, Helen says Vivian's her favorite. Oh, <laughs> very nice. Thank you. That's funny. Before you two, I didn't even know who Vivian was. So you introduced me. <laughs> you know her me. well now. Yeah. Well, I know two variants of her. I don't really know. <laughs> I knew two. I know two variants. Um, her or they. See. So. Um, so. What's? Oh, that's what I want to do now. I would love to do the cover reveal. Are you ready to reveal your gorgeous cover? What's the name of the third book? It is called Destiny of Avalon. All right, let's see this beauty. That's right, cover, cover, cover. Let's see the beauty. Let's see it. Let's see it. It's all fancy. Look at that beautiful cover. Those colors are gorgeous. Aren't they? Really nicely done. Did Verstant make it? Yes, he did. Yeah, it yes. looks good. So it kind of encompasses a lot of the adventure that's going to happen in the story. Um, it's not what you'd expect from an Arthurian tale, but mm-hmm. I really wanted to bring in some other elements of history. So we have an evil djinn who's coming in and he's going to wreak havoc. And um, they have to go to the Egyptian underworld, Duat, to recover something to hopefully help them win this fight. And so I really wanted to bring some of my ancient Egyptian love and maybe some other um, facts from history that will be revealed in the end who some of the other characters are so um i think it just adds a bit more depth to the world so it doesn't feel so you know i didn't want it to be just very one note i want it to be avalon to be a place where all sorts of people can gather not just those from arthurian legend and i get to explore that a little bit here um so it was really exciting to create these new and interesting characters and explore these different realms so I have to say, you did, a, you did a wonderful job. I remember when you first told me that you were putting pulling these other gods in, I was like, you're what? <laughs> and as I'm reading, I'm like, oh, this really works. It's just really cool. I guess because it's a magical world anyways. Yeah. By bringing in the other mythologies, it actually makes sense that all of these magical gods would be in this place. So it just, it mm-hmm. really, really worked. So well done. Thank you. Thank you. I really like myth and legend. And so, yeah, I'm glad I got to pull some of that in and also really explore Avalon a lot more, too. So mm-hmm. lots of stuff to discover in the in the last book. And the cover is so pretty. It is. I love it. Congratulations. And it has a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love it. You did a great job. It is enthralling, Kevin. It is. Yeah, they love your cover. We've got lots of gorgeouses and wows. Yay! Mm-hmm. Nicely done. Oh, Dante likes him too. Yay, Dante. So excellent. Well done. Well done. Um, I have to find my questions again. I don't. I just want to look at the cover. It's so pretty. I know. <laughs> well, now, since we're talking about this series, what do you hope readers get from this series? Um, I'd really like them just to have a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe learn a little something, but also just have that feeling of, you know, a lot of this was about kind of this empowerment and discovering themselves. My main characters, they really have to dig deep into themselves and, you know, kind of that, that sense and that journey. I hope people can walk away with and kind of feel a bit more empowered themselves about what they can do. You know, you never know what you 
can really do until you're tested. And I think it's a good theme with, with what the ladies in the story are going through. And I hope people are able to feel that as well um, and know that they have so much potential. And it's, it's amazing and it's incredible and it'll be exciting when they discover it. Yeah, it's really fun. Let's see. And it's a YA for those who don't know. Mm -hmm. So it's perfectly safe for anyone who wants the teenagers to read it. So it's, it's, it's really well done. Um, let's see. Well, after accomplishing a big endeavor, like wrapping up the series like this, what hobbies do you enjoy to refill your creative cup? <sighs> well, I love reading, mm -hmm. love reading. Um, and it's great because my son now works at Barnes and Noble in the Starbucks. So he gets a 40% discount. Didn't your husband used to work for Barnes & Noble? He did. So it's a family um, thing. It's just required. It, it's a family thing. Um, his ended um, a bit, uh, probably don't want to go on that story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's, it's my son's first job, and he's excited. Yes. This is the place he's always wanted to work is Starbucks at Barnes & Noble. That's so, so it's cool. Awesome discount. We just went there yesterday and bought a bunch of books. Um, mm -hmm. So that was fun. So I love reading. Um I do some drawing. I like to kind of explore my characters through sketching. Um, so I kind of like to go into that realm of, you know, maybe what did they look like when they did this? So I have a few drawings of Morgana and I've tried to do some of my main characters. Um, so I really like doing some of that exploration as well. Um, maybe it's just a chance for me to really um, dig deeper into them, kind of how they might look in some of these situations and kind of, capturing some of that spirit in in visual form so i like doing that too sometimes and eating cookies <laughs> that's my hobby too okay definitely eating cookies except girls got cookies because that season's over now and i've eaten my fill <laughs> i don't know if there is a my fill for girl scout cookies but we'll go with that there is they're clever that's why they stop selling them and don't sell them again till next year because by the time next year comes around you're craving, man. Then I'm going to want some again. Yes. Bring on those thin mints. That's right. <laughs> oh, um, so speaking of hobbies, have you watched any TV lately that you've really gotten into? I don't often have a lot of time for TV. Um, when I do, so I've been watching Bad Batch on Disney, um, which is kind of that after the Clone Wars, it take it's a bunch of clones uh, from Star Wars. So I've been watching that, and uh, we've been watching Loki. Yes. I have to say, it's one of the first Marvel shows I really can't figure out yet. Like, I have no idea what's going on. So It has a Doctor Who feel to it. Yeah, it's kind of exciting to think what might happen. There's, mm -hmm. I mean, it could be anything. I can't guess at all what's going to be next. So I'm always excited for the next episode. Um, otherwise, me and my daughter like to watch, like, True Crime. And sometimes we'll just sit downstairs and watch like a, a marathon of, we found unsolved mysteries on Hulu and introducing her to the Robert Stack unsolved mysteries has been quite a joy. So it's like, you, you just don't get the intensity like Robert Stack has when he's introducing these mysteries. So that's what we've been doing occasionally is we'll sit down and watch some when my husband's at work or something. Cause he doesn't like that. He just kind of figures that, I'm watching all these crime shows so I can commit the perfect murder someday. <laughs> yeah, because if it's Unsolved Mysteries, they got away with it. So it totally they, works. They did. I'm like, honey, you know I shed everywhere. There is just no way. My <laughs> hair would be all over. They would yeah, find me in a heartbeat. <laughs> if 
it's him, though, your DNA is supposed to be there. So. Well, I know, but I, I try to reinsure him most days. <laughs> Some days when he's driving me crazy, I'm like, I think I'm going to watch some forensic files. <laughs> so, that's what like, we've been Sorry, doing. Sorry, dear. You want some cookies? <laughs> <laughs> Fresh baked. <laughs> that's the secret to a happy marriage. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you're not a one-trick pony, as you've dabbled in science fiction with strangely constructed souls. What inspired you to dive into that genre? So, most a lot of my early writing experiences was actually science fiction. Um, so long ago, like I've, I've been going to nerd cons since I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And every year my family would go up to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and we'd go to the Star Trek convention because it was just Star Trek. Um, and I remember an advertisement about a Star Trek writing club. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love that. Mm-hmm. So I joined that and I eventually became a captain of my own ship. Nice. And that means I got to do all the story starts. And so then my crew, like I'd send out, you know, monthly mailings and I'd mm-hmm. include these story starts and maybe some excite, you know, stuff crew members have done that's exciting. And, mm-hmm. and then we'd all write stories based on like my one page opening. So I used to write Star Trek fiction all the time. And it was just something that I have always, and then, you know, in X-Files, I started getting into that. I wrote an X-Files script. For some reason, Chris Carter sent it back unopened. Whatever, (laughs) missing out. Um, What was he thinking? College and marriage and babies came around and, you know, I just kind of got out of it for quite a while and I started focusing on children's books. So. I've really been happy that I've been able to kind of get into the science fiction again. I know I have to do some more research to really get my mind back in that groove where I can say all the technical terms and understand what Jordy of the Forge is talking about. But <laughs> I'm hoping to do more of that in the future. So, yeah. Excellent. Kind of my origin story. Well, that'll be exciting. I can't <laughs> wait to read it. Let's see. Well, what? Well, speaking of that, what is the next project that you're excited about? What do fans have to look forward to? So I'm actually working on a children's book, which I will be um, writing and illustrating. <gasps> so exciting. I know. It's, it's one I wrote so many years ago when my kids were little. Um, so I've always, been, I've always been in dance. And uh, for those of anyone who knows me, um, I always talk about how I was a theater major and okay. a dance minor in college. Um, but it got me, a, got me a job eventually. <laughs> 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 Um, but I did do a lot of dance work kind of afterwards. I helped with some children's theater. And one thing I was really passionate about was dancers can be all shapes and sizes. You know, ballerinas don't just have to be stick thin to be a beautiful ballerina. And so that's kind of what the story is about. It, it's set with animals and it's about this lovely little elephant who loves to dance and joins her first ballet class. But of course, she's got a round belly, her skin's rough, you know, she's got this long trunk. She's just going to look so weird, all the other girls say. So it's really about the love of dance and not seeing um, what's external, but seeing that heart. Because I remember teaching some students who just did it because they were good at it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really 
in them. They didn't really love it. They just did it. And I, it was hard for me, you know, freshly out of college teaching to understand why would you not do this if you don't love it? You know? So that's really what I wanted to write about too, was that love of dance overcoming any of those adversities that, that my character goes through. So, so I'm, Excited. I'm working on the sketches now. And then once I get all those approved, we'll start inking them and coloring them. And that is so exciting. Such a clever so, way yeah. to, to pull from your, your experience and your talent to tell the story. I love it. Yeah, it'll be so cute. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So who were your author idols growing up? Author idols. So uh, I loved... Anne of Green Gables, because she was this girl who wasn't wanted, but who captured their hearts, and she was such a dreamer. So I loved um, Ella Montgomery. I loved Wrinkle in Time, because that too, um, I, I can't pronounce her name. I'm not sure how to pronounce Madame Ling, who writes Wrinkle in Time. Um, and I don't want to butcher it and embarrass myself. But I loved that, too, because you had a female as the main character who was really the catalyst for things moving on. And usually, even now, you see it's the male character with the female sidekick. You know, Mm -hmm. you see that in a lot of the most popular series. And I was really just blown away that she would be the one who is going through all of these things with her brother and her friend. And she was the one who went back for her brother. And she was the one who did the wrinkle and... It was really something that like, yeah, yeah, I could, I could see myself doing that too. You know, I could be the hero being, I could be the hero instead of just on the side following, you know? Mm -hmm. So those two books really captured me. Like they have just always stuck with me. So that's awesome. Good choices. Let's see. Fourth of July is this Sunday. Cannot believe it is Mm -hmm. this Sunday already. I was wondering. What is your favorite tradition from this holiday? Oh, what do we love doing? We had a really fun 4th of July where our whole block just kind of lit fireworks just on the street. Like each of us kind of took a turn and we just <laughs> lit them, you know, in the street. There's There wasn't really any traffic and the kids loved it. They were younger you know, we got some of the sparklers and we didn't have to mess with the crowds and Mm. trying to get out. And it always seems like every time we'd go down to the 4th of July, like some random kid would come sit on our blanket and try and eat some of our food. And I'd be like, where's your mom? Why are you (laughs) hanging out with me? I don't need a third child. It always works out that way, you know? And so in this case, if it happens, you know, the kid, because they're your neighbor. (laughs) Well, yeah. So this way it's fine. Um, But I've been enjoying going to like a friend's house now and hanging out with friends and just watching it from like their backyard. So that's been something that's what I'm looking forward to this weekend, hanging out with people, having a few and just kind of enjoying the night, just sharing it with other people. So my kids are they either have their own plans or they don't care because they're just that age now. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice. We have our our kids are at the what we call um, designated driver age. Yep. Yes. So we can go to a friend's house and have a great old time and they could drive us home. It's wonderful. I know. And you're showing them how to be responsible because you're be driving. That's right. 
And always before, we always chose between Kevin and I who was going to be it. It was usually me. And then, you know, so their whole life they have seen it. So it's just recently. I'm like, we only have them for a few years where they get to be designated drivers. So let's, let's both go out and enjoy. That's right. It's awesome. Eat drinking. It's just good parenting. That's right. That's what I said. It's all good. All good. Uh-huh. It's all good. Um, do you have any writer events or conventions you're looking forward to this year? <sighs> so not at the moment. Mm. There was going to be an event kind of here locally. Um, but, you know, we just, there was a lot of rain, so they canceled it. Mm-hmm. So really just the release party for Destiny of Avalon. Um, Inklings will be doing that online virtually. So hopefully it'll be giving away a few books. Um, That'll be fun. And that's July 31st, right? Yes. Yes. Sweet. So, um, but yeah, really, I haven't been able to, you know, a lot of things are still aren't really in the swing of things. Um, there's not a lot of active happenings for books and authors. Um, I hope that the Twin Cities Book Festival will open up again because I loved that. You know, you see authors from all over the state, meet new people. I mean, I've made friends just by sitting at tables next to people and exchanging, right. you know, Twitter addresses. And, and I look forward to it happening again. I just don't think we're quite there yet. Not quite there. So just the book release party for now. Hopefully more later. Next year. Next year. Next year. Um, where is your favorite place to vacation? I mean, it can't all be work, you know. I know. I know. Well, I mean, my favorite vacation was going to Disney with the kids. Yes. Um, but I can't say I can do that often. But it was just so cute watching my daughter's eyes just sparkle when she'd go up next to a princess and just be like, oh, that's adorable. Um, <laughs> now I love going up north, um, kind of. Uh, it's called Duluth and it's right on Lake Superior. Um, we have some family who lives up there. They have some great used bookstores that we always love to hit. Nice. And they have a fantastic, they have a couple of fantastic hotels with wonderful pools because vacations must involve hotels and pools. Cause I don't want to make my bed. I don't want to clean anything. Someone else is going to have to do it. And then it's a vacation. Then so. it counts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then it counts. <laughs> I love it. So that's my favorite place. Now I love going up, up north and just, you know, seeing the nature and the beautiful waters and just hearing that. I, I just love it. So nice. Well, speaking of getting away, if you could spend the weekend with one of your characters, who would it be and where would you go? Oh, 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 wow. I know. It's a fun one. Uh, well, let's see. I guess the ultimate dream would be to go to ancient Egypt. Though I, mu- I might need to shave my head so I don't get the lice. Yes. Um, but I'd love to hang out with Ankes and Amun and King Tut. Um, you know, just kind of check out how they did things. Check out the temples when they're all freshly painted. Yes. That would be amazing. Get them um, to read it for you. A direct oh my, translation. Yes. That would be cool. So, so do we have these letters right? Can you tell me? Are we, are we translating things right? <laughs> Um, that would be amazing. That would be the ultimate. But and we're trying to be more realistic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think fun, Morgana would be f- enjoyably mischievous, though Guinevere would be much, much more calm and maybe a little bit more kind of girlfriendy to go, um, you know, a weekend somewhere 
and hang out. If she wants to hang out with in some castles in England, that would be fantastic. No, it's not much of a vacation for her, though, is it? Well, it's all about me. So <laughs> you weren't asking who they would go with. You're asking who I would go with. <laughs> I think it's funny. You were like, to be more realistic, I would choose Morgana. I'm like, wait, more realistic. <laughs> I mean, it's not thousands of years ago. <laughs> oh, I love that. That unicorn of yours is entertaining. <laughs> I know, I know. That's just how my brain works some days. Uh, well, we have a key question that has been floating around. Oh, before I ask you the key question, then we have one from the audience. Have you ever traded books with someone you really didn't want to at a con? Oh, there's a story behind that one. <laughs> well, I will be honest, I have. Um, so. I love fantasy, science fiction. I don't read a lot of romance. Um, so we're sitting next to a couple people who were super nice. Um, one of them wrote kind of more of a steampunk type fantasy. And the other one wrote romance. So um, I did offer them both to exchange and they're both interested. So yes, I do have her book. It's signed, you know, it's kind of fun, but I, don't know when I'm going to ever read it. So I have, um, but most, you know, it's, it's good to kind of build those bridges between different authors. So that way, if you see them again at cons, it's great. Cause you're like, Oh, Hey, I can recommend you to another author a few tables down. Um, so I, I really support, um, I support supporting other authors. Pardon my wonderful, colorful dialogue there. Um, <laughs> It's one of the things that I really enjoy about working with the Historical Novel Society is I get to read some of those um, indie books that are coming in. It's really the indie authors I kind of get to be in touch with and read their stories and kind of get them vetted and put them into the review category. And it's really exciting to see their excitement and their journey and through, through all of this because I'm like, yeah, that was me not that long ago and I really enjoy supporting other authors and trying to promote and so yeah I'll, I'll exchange books if I don't want to read your book I'll still post it on Twitter and and give you some love and you know always good to support local so yes nice always supportive did you get that Kevin yeah he wants to know so what do you say when they email you later and ask for a review and you don't even know what their book is about asking for a friend <laughs> Have you ever uh, had well, them email you later? That's a little aggressive, isn't it? Yeah, no, I haven't had that. So I'm sorry. I can't I can't give you any advice on that. Woo. Just keep posting. Know. Like, keep Twittering you with the book and being like, check out this book. You don't have to say it's awesome. Just say, check out this book. You know? That, that's not false advertising. You're just showing off a book that you can put, if you like romance and angels and, you know, you can just Vampires? say, Read this, this book. was a great guy I met at the con. You don't actually have to say anything about yeah. that. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Just keep posting them on Twitter and Instagram. Or at least once. Well, yeah. If they email you, do it again. <laughs> that would be my advice. I don't know. That's getting obnoxious. I know. But that you can just be like, hey, I, I just posted on Twitter. I mean, I don't know. Did you see it? Maybe maybe that should be the thing. So all of you writers out there, don't ask other writers to review your book. Like oh, you can ask them yeah. generally. Ask them generally. Like I will yeah. at the end of this. Like you will all over the place. But to personally email them, that's a little rude. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because I'll tell you, I don't review any books that I would give a three star or less to. Yeah. So if I didn't review your book, it's for two reasons. One, I haven't read it yet. I don't have time. Or two, because I would not have rated it very well. And you probably don't want to know about that. So you shouldn't ask me. Yeah, I try to keep my reviews as positive as possible. Me too. Um, there are sometimes when I review a book with with Historical Novel Society, you just you have to review it no matter if you're mm-hmm. ending up not liking it. So I always try and pull some positive nuggets out of that. Uh, but those I typically don't post on Goodreads or Amazon because, you know, I prefer to post, like I said, those positive, those four or five stars. Right. Um, I, I just like being positive and happy, rainbows and sunshine. Yeah. I don't want to lie, but I don't want to hurt someone's career either. Yeah. So I just keep it to myself. <laughs> you know, we read those reviews and they can hurt, you know. Right. Well, plus it's my opinion. Yeah. Just because my that's my opinion. opinion doesn't mean it's true for some other readers. So no. I will just keep it to myself. I might not have been your target audience. So Perfectly unless you're paying it. me to edit, then I'm very loud and I tell you all about it. But not that's in public. True. Not in public. That's true. (laughs) We just chat about that personally, so. That's right. (laughs) And then it all gets fixed, and it's beautiful. It's amazing. I can't say you you were ever harsh or anything in the critique. In fact, I totally heard what you were saying when you were editing me, and you totally brought out the best in me. So you have a very good um, letting me know what's wrong voice so that I don't run into a corner crying. Um, Because I can be sensitive. But I think you just found the best parts of the story to bring out. So just so you know, you're an awesome editor. Because sometimes I'm like, I don't know. I was really mean. Maybe I shouldn't send this. I don't know what to do. Okay. No. Thank you. We can use a little bit of that. I try not to scare people. But I want it to be the best it can be. So I don't want to keep my mouth shut either. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Awesome. All right. Now we're ready for the very vital question. It's uber important. Okay. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I don't think I've ever had a bad cookies and cream, like ever. Like, I, I think cookies and cream is always a good choice. Nice. I'm seeing a cookie thing. So, yeah, I know. I, I'm a big fan of cookies. I like uh, it. We do have this really fantastic ice cream place here in, here in Rochester. And it's called Flap Doodles. Um, what? Yeah, it's totally called Flap Doodles. Um, <laughs> fantastic. And they have all these little nonsensical quotes all around the store. <laughs> oh, they have some delightful, like, flavors. Like, they have this cookie monster. And uh-huh. it's, again, cookies. The ice cream is blue. And then you get, like, Oreo and other cookie pieces in it. And it's just, like, heaven when I can get it. So they have fantastic blends like that. So that's awesome. <laughs> but in general, I'd say cookies and cream. Always a winner. Cookies and cream, I. Who's your favorite, Yoda or Grogu? <gasps> I know I made this question just for you. Oh my gosh. Yep. And sorry. Quotability. It's definitely Yoda. Oh well, that's cheating. Grogu doesn't talk yet. I know, but who doesn't want to quote? Do or do not. There is no try. It's like my favorite quote of all time. Like, no excuses. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. Uh-huh. But in terms of my um, obsession, it'd definitely be Grogu because he's all over my house. 
<laughs> I have him with pillows. I have him with stuffies. I'm currently, I've learned how to knit little Grogu's that fit on your finger and they're like little finger puppets. <laughs> so overall, it, I'd have to go with Grogu. It works. I'm in love. Nope. Maybe That's what I thought. So I, had to ask. Years. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, we might fall out of love as he gets older, you know, attitude. I know, we'll have to see. Maybe like Groot, where it's like, okay, you're not so cute now. That was so clever, though. Um, <laughs> the Groot thing was so clever. Um, what part of your daily routine is an absolute must? On weekends, it's having no alarm. Ooh, like, it's magic. It's just magic being able to wake up on my own time. And at the end of the day, I have to read a book. And it has to be a print book. I can't read the Kindle. It has to be something in my hands that I'm holding, that I can see my progress. That's just, and if my husband comes in and starts talking to me, I'm like, I'm reading. You're like, um, hello. You're interrupting. (laughs) Now I I have to read another chapter. (laughs) Ruined my groove. So definitely that reading at night just kind of settles me down that's funny that's what I do too every (laughs) night I don't think I can sleep without it every night I know I know it's unless I'm really super like so I told you we had my son's um graduation party this weekend on Saturday and I got home I mean it was from one to four I got home and I just laid down on my giant baby Yoda pillow from Costco and (laughs) That's all I did the rest of the night was just lay there. Like, I'm too tired to pick up a book. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much, man. But you did yeah. it. He graduated. Yay. He graduated. I feel accomplished at something. I'm on, I'm sure I had something to do with it. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. You get points. Definite points. So, yeah. So, it was a busy mom weekend. Um, so, yeah. I just, Saturday, I just crashed. Mm-hmm. I maybe read a few pages and I'm like, too tired. Out. Done. <laughs> that was enough. That was enough. So when you do need energy, is it coffee or tea? Oh, it's definitely tea. Nice. 1,000 million percent. Always tea, huh? Okay. Always. Okay. But let's get this clear because I'm a total snob. It has to be loose leaf tea. Really? Don't be bringing me that bag stuff. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about that. So... You know, they make, they pluck the tea and they, they do what they do with it to make it black or green or white or puer or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then the companies pick the best leaves for their bags. Mm-hmm. And then what you get in tea bags, it's called fannings, which means it's just the rejected leaves that nobody else wanted. Do you want to drink a cup of rejection? I don't think so. So um, I'm a writer. Hmm? I mean, I'm a writer. That's kind of part of the gig. No, no. You drink a cup of success. <laughs> we get enough rejection in our email. We can uh, yeah. just drink success. Okay. Totally okay. I like drink that. a cup of success. I like that. All right. Good call. Good call. So yeah. Totally loose leaf tea. I have, I just, I have way too much. It's just like, <laughs> oh, look, there's a sale. I'll buy like a whole crate more. So yeah, I have way too much. But it's just good stuff, man. Good stuff. It's fascinating. We we have a, a little um in our old town area. You know, you have that old town touristy spot. Mm-hmm. And so in the old town area we go through, they have a British store now. And they have like 
frozen scones, like from mm-hmm. Britain. They've got like, you know, authentic sausage. They have, it's just incredible, all the stuff. They have, they have meat pies and then they have, you know, fresh jams. They have all the candy, right? You know, all that kind wow. of stuff. They also had so much tea. Like I yeah. had not even heard of half of the varieties of tea that they had. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Yeah, you know, British tea is crazy about bag tea. So, yeah, I know they do that. So maybe their fannings aren't quite as as bad. But um, one thing I'm trying to do now, too, which is kind of fun, is I'm trying to pair books with tea. So that way you can kind of get a vibe on kind of how, you know, if it's a mellow book, if it's more an upbeat book, you need some of that. So um, that's something I'm trying to do more on Instagram. So hopefully... You know, if you guys are following me, you'll see some more book and tea pairings. That's cool. I'm working on it. That's cool. What's your Instagram? You can tell them now since you're already on. At Jalen Else Author. And it's Just my name and author at the end. Two N's. Yep. Awesome. Very cool. So let's see. I only have two more questions. One, what is your favorite style of music? You know, I'm pretty eclectic, but I'd have to go with 80s. Total 80s. I think after the third book, I get that. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You totally got that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We had a whole discussion about how we can't use lyrics in books, which for all of you uh, readers who don't know that, if you see any lyrics in books, they pay big money to get them in there. It's crazy. I was so sad. I I had a whole section about randomly busting out into song, which I love to do, and my kids tell me to stop. I don't know why they care, (laughs) just because we're in public. What's the big deal? Hello. I know. And people happy. don't know me. <laughs> they're not going to see me again. It's fine. So. And you, even if they do, they're going to know me. That singing lady. Yeah. Totally works. Totally so, works. So, yeah. I do love my 80s. It works. Cats or dogs? Cats. I grew up with cats. Um, it's just, yeah. I've just always been a cat person. Unfortunately, my husband and my son are allergic to cats. Oh, no. So I haven't been able to have cats since since my married life. But my parents have two, and they live in town. So we get to go hang out. And they're not the most snuggly cats. Like, I really want to just snuggle them up. And they're just not that way yet. They're still kind of young and want to play and independent. You know, it's like they're in their teenage years. They're just like, I don't want to do have anything to do with you. So I don't need you. Don't need you. I'm a cat. I'm awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Jess, this was a lot of fun. I'm wondering, now that you have all these new fans, where can they find you and your work? All right. Well, my website is tsippinnerdymom.com. No G in the sippin'. Otherwise, you can find me on Twitter at Author, and also Facebook, which I am at tsippinnerdymom. Sorry for not being consistent there. <laughs> I've also exciting, maybe, started a TikTok. Ooh. When I told my kids that, they honestly laughed in my face. Like, <laughs> really? I'm like, I made a video. And they're like, oh, what? Like, it was the worst thing ever. So, you're like, do don't friend TikTok. me. I don't want any of my friends to see. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's also a Jalen L's author. Usually, you can find me with that. So, yeah, check it out. And, and give me a follow, shoot me a message. I love just talking with people, especially about books and being a total book nerd and whatnot. So I really enjoy interacting with people. So please feel free to shoot me a message. 
Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you so much. Now that you adore Jessie just as much as we do, please make sure to review her work and also review us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also subscribe on YouTube or follow us on Twitch. And we do have some awesome subscribers on Twitch. Thank you, Helen Savor, and thank you, DH Dunn, two of our awesome people. You help keep the lights on around here. And, and Roger resubbed. Oh, hey. Oh, Roger resubbed. And Roger. Thanks, Roger. One more thing. We were going to yes. do a giveaway. Oh, that's after the recording. Oh, so Sorry. remember that all everyone who's listening Newbie. right now, we give a we do a giveaway every week after the recording. And if you're not here live, you miss it. So make sure to come see us Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on uh, 8 p.m. Central on twitch.tv slash Cursed Dragon Ship. Come check it out and uh, come see us next week. We'll have uh, Dan Gilmore on. Awesome.